Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking to Phil Webster. Phil is an author, actor, and developing medium. He was uh, he has returned to London in 2017, which is really his stomping grounds after living abroad. Um, and he returned in time for the pandemic, <laughs> basically, okay. when he um, had an unexplained event happen and a devastating loss that sent him down a completely different path, resulting in his Glow trilogy, beginning with Letting Glow. His second book, Glowing Deeper, is out now, and I believe his third book is still in the writing stage. In these books, Phil sets out to demystify the mystical and to help all of us do the same and connect the larger, ultimate reality. Thanks for being on the show, Phil. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed taking a look at your book. I looked at, um, I got the Glowing Deeper, your second book. So I'm going to ask you to go back to the first book and and tell us what happened that set you on this track. Sure, thank you, and thank you for having me. It's uh, it's nice to be here and nice to meet you. Um, yeah, so so the first book really came from uh, a grieving experience. Um, so we just let's get this out of the way quickly. So the, the pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like, like we need to talk about that again. But <laughs> so you know. <laughs> My my mum was, um, I, I'd just come back to the UK 2017, and my mum lived on a, a place called the Isle of Wight, uh, which is a small island at the south of England. Um, and it's about three hours away from where I am. So she was 76 years old, um, various age-related health problems, like she had high blood pressure, um, a heart condition. But she would always bounce back, and you know, I kind of expected her to be around for a while still. Um, and But you know, I was trying to do the right thing through 2020, and when we were in lockdown, I kept away from her and and did all the things that we were told to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she lived alone and and she became she became like very increasingly lonely over that year. And I kind of you know in hindsight now, as we do, I, I kind of regret not doing things differently, you know, and just sort of I should have just gone down and spent more time with her. But I was just thought I was keeping her safe by keeping away. Yeah, I was so going to anyway, say, and then if you had and anything had happened since it was well, her that's time. It, that's it. You'd yeah, be regretting I mean, that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it could be even worse yeah. than that. So I, I had a couple yeah. of friends that, that, that lost their parents uh, it, from exactly doing that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. That would that, be terrible. That, that's, yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't even comprehend that, to be honest. But anyway, so, you know, she'd been I'd, – I'd seen her here and there, and I think I'd seen her in the October of 2020, and she was supposed to come to London for Christmas, but the government here said, you know, that we weren't allowed to do that. Um, so that all got cancelled at the last minute. And then we went into January 2021. So we, we would FaceTime every day. Um, mm-hmm. And on this particular day, it was uh, mid-January. And um, I think I'd called her. It was maybe the third call of the day or something like that. And um, and she, she, leaned, she, she always kept her phone charging on the floor, like next to a power outlet where she would, where she would have it. And um, so she kind of, she clicks, you know, open the call. And as she leaned in, 
there was a man leaning in from the other side of the screen. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. who the hell is that? You know, it was, um, it was 10 o'clock at night. She lived in a very rural place. Uh, we didn't have any other family there. I knew all of the, the neighbors. Um, we were in a lockdown. And, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I knew our schedule for, for the past year. And so there shouldn't have been anyone there. And I saw the guy long enough that I could describe him. He had thinning gray hair, uh, glasses, kind of a, a gaunt looking face. Um, you know, long enough that I could describe him. And, um, and then as she kind of moved back, he went out of shot. And I said, well, who's that? And she said, who's what? And I was like, well, okay, mom. I was like, the, the guy who's, who's there with you, you know? And she said, uh, no, no one's here, you know? And I was like, okay. And, and, and I kind of grilled on it, on it a little bit more. And um, she was like, no, there's, there's no one here, you know? And then just kind of started telling me about her day. And, and I could always tell if someone was with her because she would put on all these airs and graces, you know, when she was on the phone, like, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. her at all. You know, I was like, oh, she, it was impossible <laughs> to have a conversation with her. And yeah. she wasn't doing any of that. And, um, and we talked for like, you know, another 45 minutes or so. And, and I thought, all right, well, I must've been mistaken, you know? Um, so I went to bed that night and then next morning got the the phone call from from a neighbor that the, the couldn't get in the house and and my mom had a, a heart attack that morning and, and passed away so you know through the initial shock and and all the all the grief that we that we go through with these circumstances my my mind kept going back to well well what was that then you know who who was that guy i mean i, mean, I physically yeah. I, I believe that there was no one physically with her and um and 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 i wasn't really you know that interested in in sort of spiritual things at the time um i was living a very practical life um a few years back and and i, and I thought well what are we talking here are we talking ghosts are we talking spirit guys what what does this mean you know mm-hmm. um and and I, I it wasn't like i didn't dwell on it but i just kept going back to it over the over the next couple of months um you know there's all the practicalities that you got to deal with and losing somebody and and, and all that you know that you're hit with but I did keep yeah. thinking, okay, so so what was that, you know? Um, and I told people about it very tentatively. And um, I was met with, you know, mixed responses, as, as you'd imagine. And some people were mm-hmm. like, well, you're, you know, you're grieving, you're, you're, you know, you're in shock. And I'm like, well, no, I wasn't. It was before the fact, right? You know, right. Um, and, 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 and after the phone call had come off and my, and my fiance was in the next room and, you know, she could vouch for it. She was like, well, what was all that about? And we, and we talked about it and then, you know, went mm-hmm. to bed. But yeah, you know, and, and then of course, other people that I told were like, well, obviously that was a sign, clearly, you know, um, that was someone letting you know yeah. that your mom's about to pass and, and that they're with her. Um, but but at the end of the day, I didn't recognize this guy, whoever he was, he didn't look like an uncle or something or, or anything like that. Mm. So although it was kind of comforting, I, I didn't really know what to do with it. So uh, it, it just did send me into a very deep rabbit hole of of looking into into spiritual practices and, and specifically into mediumship, you know, um, all, all stemming from missing my mom and, and, you know, wanting to make sure that, that she's still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's okay. <laughs> and she's okay. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, <laughs> and so she wasn't really, kidnapped. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's really what, that's really what opened the door. And um, yeah, just so, and initially what, you know, what, what was the catalyst for writing the first book? Mm-hmm. And where did you go to, start to learn so i was working on i mean this hasn't actually got anything to do with it but just to put things in context you know so we'd just pretty much come out of the pandemic by that point and i got my first job um working on one of these big superhero movies it was one of these big marvel things 
So I had about four months on that and and it kind of just gave me time to, I mean, it kept me busy, thankfully, um, through all of it. And of course the funeral came up and, and, and all those things and all that stuff. But um, it kind of gave me time to just sort of somewhat keep busy, but then lots of time on the film set to just sit and reflect. And, and I started reading a lot of books that I'd, that I'd read earlier in life, you know, in my twenties. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking things like, you know, Neil Donald Walsh and kind of, you know, the standard spiritual literature that, that most people come across when they, when they first step into that. Um, yeah. And one book that I came across was by a medium uh, called Claire Broad. Um, and she wrote a book called what the dead are dying to teach us. And, and the, the title sort of caught me. And, mm-hmm. and the, the strangest thing was I, I didn't look Claire up at all. You know, she could have been from the States. She could have been UK. She could have been Australia. And the first chapter of her book, the story of, of where she had her first kind of experience as a medium took place across the street from where I lived in London. I was like, well, that's oh, that weird. is weird. Yeah. yeah There's like a <laughs> graveyard across the street. Yeah. And, and I could yeah. look out the window and see this graveyard. And that mm-hmm. was the first story that she started with. And I thought, well, how strange. And then very quickly yeah. after that, she was uh, holding a workshop at a place called the College of Psychic Studies in London, um, which I'd heard of. And I thought, well, that just sounds ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, what, <laughs> the College yeah. of Psychic Studies. And, um, so I went along to that and, and I, and, you know, we kind of hit it off. I, I, another thing that I must mention is that that event kind of made me look back over my life. And, and, and there were a lot of other things that would happen about every five years or so, there'd be something that I would just dismiss. And, and this kind of made me think, well, maybe, maybe this is something that I need to start paying attention to because it would seem that every now and then there, there would be something that would happen. Well, give me um, an example of, of well, yeah, I mean, I, I've got to, sorry, I'm sort of telling you these long-winded stories. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, as a kid, so just, just to sort of skim through a couple, as a kid, I, I remember sort of stuff happening around the house, um, and then I got older, like paranormal stuff. And I remember mm-hmm. getting older and thinking, well, I probably just, you know, I was a kid. I, it was the 80s, right. you know, Ghostbusters was a big thing. And, you know, I thought I, thought I probably <laughs> yeah. just made it. Um, so I kind of put it behind me. And, and, and um, as a teenager... I came across a book on astral projection in a bookstore and I couldn't Mm -hmm. afford to buy it. And I just read through it and I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool. And I went home and I tried it that evening. I just tried to lay there and separate, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just thought, well, as I understood it, you can fly around the neighborhood. And I thought, let's, let's try that. Um, So as I was laying there, it happened really quickly. and, And I felt this sensation of rising above my body. I still felt myself on the bed, but I suddenly had these two different things going on. Although I had my eyes closed in both places, what I wasn't counting on was I suddenly had a third perspective. And that, I, I didn't see that coming at all. And, and I could see myself from the side of the room as though I were at the side of the room, watching myself on the bed and watching myself above it. And that was just wow. like, okay, what? And, and I just Blew snapped mind, out uh, of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, no one had said anything about that in the book. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and some years later, just to sort of, uh, skip through this. I, I remember watching a TV show and um, a guy called in to speak to a psychic and he described this third perspective thing and, and exactly the same thing. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, maybe that was a thing. Um, a, a more profound yeah. experience and 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 probably one of the biggest um, biggest sort of catalysts as well in my life that, that I didn't realize what it was at the time was mid-30s. Um, we were talking earlier and I mentioned I was living abroad and I was running bars and clubs and I was in a very sort of cynical environment, you know, people getting drunk mm-hmm. all the time and turning night into day and, and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and I woke up one morning and I was, you know, I was kind of self-absorbed at that time. I, I wasn't really looking too deeply into things. And I just remember having this thought about, you know, how we only have the moment of now, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know, you know, I'd, I'd had this thought before, but all of a sudden that morning something shifted and it was as though linear time fell away. And all of a sudden it was just like now. And, and it was like, I was just suddenly snap. I was in it. And, and it was as though I were outside of myself, detached from myself, looking at my own thoughts in this ultra awareness. And, and, and it was, it was terrifying. Uh, it, it was just like stepping into this new reality. You know, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that somebody would have, you know, spiked me with something, you know, but I was at home. Oh, I just woke yeah. up. Yeah. It was that overwhelming and, and, and it was terrifying. And I, I sort of just went into a full blown panic attack and I thought, well, I'll, I'll walk this off, whatever the hell this is, you know, um, all of mm -hmm. a sudden it was just now, 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 now all the time. It kind of, I, yeah. I suddenly couldn't make sense of like, okay, well, that moment then, where did that just go? It's gone. You know, we're talking now and we, we have this idea that that's in our past. I mean, it is, mm -hmm. but, but where is it? You know, and, and, and this just freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. I just completely freaked myself out. Um, and the thing is, it didn't stop. It didn't stop. And, and, and two weeks later, I was still going through this. It just didn't let up. I just couldn't relax. I couldn't think about what am I going to eat for dinner tonight or what did I do yesterday? It was just now, 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 all the time. And it was wow. exhausting. And, and, you know, people talk about connecting with the moment of now. It was like that times a thousand. And, and I mm -hmm. thought I was losing my mind. You know, I went to a doctor sure, and I, and I tried to say this and they were like, oh, well, you know, this sounds like psychosis. And I was like, okay, what? You know, that this wasn't something that was that yeah. I thought was in the I'm classroom, here for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they gave yeah. me anti-anxiety meds and sleeping pills and, and the sleeping pills would knock me out, but the anti-anxiety meds just didn't touch it. And it was just the mm -hmm. whole thing would start up again the next day. I, I again I went to another doctor, same thing, psychosis. Yeah. After about two or three months, and, and I, I don't mean to take this down a dark path, but I, I started thinking, well, if this is the way that my brain is working now, I I I, I'm out of it. I just thought oh, this is too much. I I really felt mm -hmm. like I was barely hanging on to reality, you know, as, as yeah. the reality yeah. that everybody else seemed to be in. Um, and, and it's so difficult to explain. It's such it's such a weird abstract thing to try and explain. But mm -hmm. um, I found a psychiatrist, and and he was a hypnotist, and that's what attracted me to him. And I and I thought, okay, just I just went to see him, and I was like, okay, just just hypnotize this away. This is <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. going nuts. <laughs> and he was like, well, really? you know, it it doesn't work like that. Um. But he said, he said, look, he said, you're not going nuts. He said, what you're ha having is a, is a, is an awakening. It's like you're going through a very powerful spiritual awakening. And and he started talking about, he started using words like mystic and shamanic sickness and and all these things that I didn't care about at all. I was like, right. whatever, man, just make it stop, you know. Um, and he yeah. gave me a very basic grounding meditation, which I, you know, never really done before. And mm -hmm. it very quickly brought me back you know, um, sort of brought me back to the herd and, and I was like, oh, just relief. You know, I, yeah, I just, I didn't yeah. want, whatever that was, I didn't want it. I just wanted to get on with things, get back to work, continue thinking about whatever. Yeah. I want my life back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I gradually, gradually came back and, and this is like over the course of a year, I sort of came back to, um, you know, online or, or offline, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how you look at it. And, um, yeah. and, and, but I got to say, I came back changed, you know, like my, I felt like my ego had been smashed to pieces. I definitely wouldn't dismiss, you know, anyone with a mental illness or anything like that. Um, after going through that, 
and uh, and, and you I don't, don't know, wonder you know. how many how many people well, yeah. that are diagnosed as mentally ill are really in that world. Absolutely, you know, yeah. and and if I hadn't met this guy, if I'd have gone along with, and and, I, and of course, you know, I, I'm not in any way dismissing anyone that has mental health mm-hmm. issues. Absolutely not. Um, but it does make you wonder. Yeah, you know, yeah. Th- this yeah. with a with a you know meditation, and it was a really basic meditation. Brought mm-hmm. me back to to you know what what the what the medication couldn't do. Um, anyway, you was know, this I put, before your mother. Yeah, passed sorry, so after? yeah, this, I was about yeah. thirty five years old then, and and I would say that that you know I didn't I didn't connect that to anything spiritual at all, despite what the the therapist guy had said. <laughs> yeah, it was um, fixed, I, so you went on. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's yeah. get back to it, but I couldn't quite get back to it in the same way. You know, I felt like mm-hmm. something had changed. Um, and I, I was just kind of terrified that it would happen again, but yeah. you know, it didn't. Um, but then again, yeah, in hindsight and and now and learning about all the things I've learned about over the last few years, I, I, I kind of see it for, for what it was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a very powerful awakening. And since looking into things like mediumship and stuff like that, it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, to be able to sort of connect with the moment of now, not in such an right. extreme way as that, but right. yeah, I, I, it's, start, it's starting to resurface, you know, um, I'm doing a few talks and workshops and stuff like that. And I always tend to go why back do to you that. Think, and, why do you think you got caught? I'll call it between worlds because I, that's kind of what it was. You get knocked yeah. into the other reality, even yeah. though you're here with the body. That was in it. this it, it reality, was. yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it, it was. It's strange, and 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 I didn't know to ha- how to handle it. And to be honest, I, I, yeah. I mean, if if it happened again like that, I think I still wouldn't really know how to handle it. You know, it it was so overwhelming. I I, I mm-hmm. can't sort of emphasize how how strong it was. That everything just seemed unreal. You know, people talk about yeah. having moments of unreality. I suppose it was. It was like that, but like on steroids or something. It it was, um, mm-hmm. yeah. It, I, I truly felt like I was just going mad, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm still L- figuring out. Is that the rainbow slipstream that you talk well, about, the super highway? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think yeah. there's something in that. Yeah, I, I feel that. Let me uh, bring you into the time thing you talked about. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I mean, people. I think it's quite a buzz term at the moment. People talk about shifting timelines and and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. manifestation and and uh and I guess there really is something in that. You know, I mean, all we truly really right. do have is now, and and that opens up all these things that are way too smart for me to understand about. You know multiple realities are happening right now you know and and just being able to tap into that that one that that you would rather be on yeah so yeah that's kind of exactly mm-hmm. what i'm talking about when i write about the the slipstream super super highway yeah i <laughs> can't say it very well. yeah yeah <laughs> that it's all going everything's going on at the same moment yeah i mean it, it is Past, right? present future everything yeah, and, yeah and that's hard for a brain to have that concept it you know, on the is. other and, and side, it's... you can maybe get some of it, but to try and put it in your brain, it's pretty yeah. hard to do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It, it's you know, we just we just have to. I mean, we've got no choice but to move along with it, right? You know, we're we're in this, um, and it can be terrifying. But then I also feel that, well, it you know, I, I wish there was a better way to say it, but it is what it is, and there's there's also a weird comfort in it, you know, when when you just kind of accept that, well. Here we are. Let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that yeah. thing? And I didn't understand this in your book. Um, 
passes more slowly for your feet. Yeah, Anissa, Anissa, I, I, I really need this in front of me to be able to. I can't, I'm terrible. At yeah, sorry it. about that because you did write it. You know, a year or two. Yeah, ago. no, 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 right. no. I, um, I need. It's to like read, the south goes that. slower than the north. Essentially, and, you yeah. You know how the I, earth I, turns, and also exactly, your feet yeah. are going slower than your brain. Yeah, the closer you get to head. the earth with the with the gravitational pull, the the slower, yeah. slower things are. I mean, we're, we're talking like you know, like quicker you know we're talking like the minutest detail but yeah like a mm-hmm. clock on the top floor of a of a of a high rise would be uh, a little bit out of sync to the one that was on the bottom yeah that's essentially it yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about keeping us out of sanity um yeah. and you talked about in in primordial times that this was known the buddhist head you know had well, already yeah, figured this it. out yeah. That's it, you know. When you look at back, when you look back over these ancient teachings, people talk about this, you know, like the people have been talking about this way before, you know, Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle came along or, or anything like that, um, you know, in ancient right. traditions. Yeah, like you say, but you know, primordial. Um, what do they call it in in uh in this Buddhist text? It was primordial time, like essentially just all that is, you know, the, the, just mm-hmm. pure consciousness. Yeah, right. And and that's right. that's also what it kind of felt like. It felt like this ultimate awareness. In that moment, and it felt like the the purest consciousness that I, that I could, you know. But it wasn't comforting. It wasn't comforting. It wasn't. It it was it was just like you know being hit by a truck. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it it was just so you know twenty percent of that may would have been a lot, and but it would have been something I could have got my head around. This this was just like being mm-hmm. blindsided. Yeah. It, it was. Um, yeah, it was it, almost it, as if you uh, had been knocked out of body, even though you still yeah. had a body. You yeah. were out of no, body. It was, yeah, it, it truly was, you know. Um, and yeah, I I wonder, you know, I mean, to, going again back to psychosis, you know, um, maybe that mm-hmm. is psychosis. I I yeah, yeah, but maybe there's more schizophrenia. To it. I always kind of thought I did a paper in it in high school, saying yeah. um, they're not outside of reality. They just have no mm. boundaries, no borders between mm-hmm. all the realities, and that's yeah. what schizophrenia is. You yeah, know, I don't know yeah. yeah, if science has come sense. to that. <laughs> right, right. But that's what yeah. it seemed like to me that it just traveling without mm. borders, you know, from one yeah. world yeah. to another. Yeah. Um, that that basic uh, meditation that that psychiatrist gave to you that brought yeah. you back in. Yeah. Is that in your book? I know you have quite a few meditations and yeah. exercises. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I adapted that that exact meditation into the first book, Letting Glow. Um, it's one of the very first meditations in the book, um, and, and mm-hmm. I think it's just really powerful without having to anyone having to go through anything like that to appreciate it. Yeah. It's, very uh sort of grounding literally a grounding meditation of of visualizing yourself as, as a mountain um with with this uh you know a story of a village around you it's kind of like a guided meditation and i kind of mm-hmm. i've always um liked well since i've learned about these things i kind of like the uh the, the idea of telling a story uh, in time with a, right. with a with a meditation yeah i feel like that's the yeah. direction to go in the future with them yeah. Yeah. It always helps the Bible like that too. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it always helps to do that. Um, you talk too in, in your book, um, the middle book, about the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions. You want to oh, talk yeah, about okay. those? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I mean, it's kind of, again, like a bit of a buzz term at the moment, or it has been for a few mm -hmm. years now, you know, people talk about living in 5D and, and they like to put labels right. on things. I kind of hate putting labels on things, you know, but I, I feel that but essentially... But go through, because you, you actually explain it real well in your book, oh, no, the I need third to, dimension, I need fourth, and fifth dimension. <laughs> yeah, I feel that... Well, just tell me what you know of it. You don't have to really... Yeah, I mean, I think that, itself. you know, we're, we're, we are here in the third dimension as, as people, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's a, like a very sort of popular term that people use. Um, I'm still flicking through my book to look for this as a reminder. I really need to yeah. do research I, on this thing. I should have, <laughs> let me see if I have page number. Actually, oh, got the it. way yeah, you said yeah. it was uh, the third dimension is material, is a material yeah, I mean, world. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, again, there are there, there are smarter people than than me that have talked about it, but um, I feel that yeah, like I, again, I sort of hate the the term that people use, like five D, and I feel like mm -hmm. you know, the next thing that somebody will be writing about living in twenty D just to sort of get ahead of right. the, the, the the popular. <laughs> yeah, projected out. I'm ahead of you all. You guys have left you. Yeah, in exactly. I'm in I'm twenty D. Anyone, yeah. anyone want to join me on the tenth dimension? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel that you know. That, yeah, just just looking at it now as well. So yeah, third dimension is you know essentially like where most of us are, um, and and just sort of relying solely on uh, on our you know usual five senses to just get through the day and and we get caught up in our thoughts right. and we get just you know caught up in all the distractions and and we feel that you know uh just just sort of a, a group solidarity um you know and, and and what i wrote was that you know that in this state you know failing to sort of look beyond the surface can can you know result in in not kind of looking too deeply into things like anger or jealousy or, or, or any of these things that we might be going through. Um, and mm -hmm. then, yeah, I mean, again, it's just to put a label on it. And then I suppose going up to the fourth dimension, that's kind of like really the sort of curious stage, you know, um, of, of being, okay, there's something more to this, you know, like this isn't right. enough. I'm not satisfied with this, you know, uh, personally, I've never, I, I feel like I never found my thing uh, in terms of like a career or, you know, I, I could never get mm -hmm. excited about working for somebody else. You know, I, I always thought, well, right. what what do I get out of this? You know, like I just I just wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I found it very hard to have enthusiasm for something that I'm not passionate about. You know, um, mm -hmm. and, and really good at faking it. And and I feel like a lot of people, and and no judgment at all. You know, I still have to pay the bills. I still have to go out and do jobs I don't want to do. Um, and and you know that's how we've got things set up. But I feel that when you start sort of feeling dissatisfied with that, then that's kind of looking at things from the from the 4d perspective you know that the, yeah. the might be something i always wondered everybody talks about the third dimension and the fifth dimensions and i started to say to people what happened to the fourth yeah and i've heard all kinds of different things yeah including the fourth dimension have scary things there you don't want to go there who knows yeah. you know <laughs> well yeah who knows i mean and again it's just labels right. that put on things isn't it to sort of mm -hmm. to sort of break it down but yeah but I, everybody I just feel like talks the, about we're in the third going to the fifth yeah and, and the fourth, I, yeah, I feel like curiosity the, is, the intermittent you know the transition period yeah be, i mean yeah, yeah one thing that i wrote here that now now looking at it is you know like science and spirituality don't don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive you know like i feel like mm -hmm. You know, when we're sort of living a very basic life, it's kind of you either consider yourself a spiritual person or or a sort of scientific person. There's no there's no sort of like middle ground. And I feel like if you're moving to that middle stage, 
then you start to see the similarities between it and and wonder why why does it have to be so black and white it's not black and white you know just even us mm-hmm. trying to explain what time is when that's what we deal yeah. with all day long it's it's yeah. it's like insanity when you start looking into it and then you know some <laughs> of the greatest scientists that we you know science doesn't really have an answer for it there's as far mm-hmm. as i've understood it i mean without talking about quantum mechanics and 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 you know sort of going down to the molecular uh, structure of, of, of things uh, essentially there's two schools of thoughts and one is that there's a timeline there's a start and a, and and you know we're, we're moving forward and we have this shared history that we all agree upon but the other one is is that there is only this moment of now which again like we just said just opens up this whole other thing you know of right. of, of everything being possible essentially yeah mm-hmm. it's it's crazy and you talk about einstein and his relativity theory i do and, and that's definitely day, not gonna, that's definitely not something i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try and attempt to, to <laughs> Good, talk about because i can't go there either <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> i've heard of it but yeah. <laughs> um in and throughout your book with each thing you're giving people exercises so as we talk about the different things i just want the audience to to be aware that you have meditations and exercises in there for them uh, yeah. to do this, really, to yeah. to experience I, it. Yeah, to, to sort of just move it. forward. I mean, I just through the first book, I just I, I was so, you know, I poured a lot of my grief into it. And the first book was very autobiographical in the sense of I would talk about life events as it sort of pertained to some sort of weird spiritual thing that was going on um, as mm-hmm. I sort of looked back on my life. So it was kind of like a, a life story. But in real time, I was really grieving, and, and I kind of poured that into it. And I was hoping that, right. you know, my hope for it is is that it, somebody's going through a a, a, a loss that, that they might find some comfort in that book. Um, okay. And then it definitely, obviously, heavily leans towards the esoteric and the spiritual, and and just all the amazing things that I learned about. I was just kind of writing them down in real time, you know. Um, yeah. And so, so I, I just started adding meditations along the way as I, as I kind of learned them and just wrote what worked for me with the idea that hopefully it'll work for somebody else and, and help them sort of get a, a, a different perspective on um, on grief initially. Um, and then it just opened up this whole new world to me. And, and the second book was kind of less about me and my grief and more about the, the wider sort of um, perspective of spiritual practices. Right. And that's really what we're talking about more is the second book. Yeah. We had a yeah, we had the beginning what started you off, but and then you you um leaned heavily on the spiritualist church, I believe. Yeah, very much so. In England. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there, there's such a there's such a um I, I hate I, I probably institution might not be the right word, but you know, there's a very strong traditional element here uh, when it comes to spiritualism. I mean, I think it's even a classified as a religion now, but I think that might just yeah, I might don't be know. A, yeah, might might be more to do with you know um, money. <laughs> I don't know. I'm get in trouble. I've got to be <laughs> Anytime there's religion, uh, there is money. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But you know, the, I I feel that that they, you know, that 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 it makes a lot more sense to me than anything else does, and, and essentially it's based on life after death i mean that that's it at the end of the day no one's kind of preaching anything about anything you know it's it's just about the 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 conviction that that we do continue after after we die after we physically die um so yeah i i i I wandered into a spiritualist church one night and i'd never heard what these things were before they're everywhere here you know they're like ten a penny like Mm -hmm. You can't walk down the road without finding one but i didn't know they existed well in london at least yeah in london yeah maybe not the rest of the country 
But yeah, mm-hmm. I wandered in there one night and there was a lady giving a demonstration of mediumship. And and I kind of went in there with a with an open mind, but like a healthy dose of skepticism. And and after that night, I, I was kind of I was like, wow, this is this is amazing, you know. Just seeing her work yeah. with other people. Nobody knew I was gonna show up or anything like that. And she came to me, she gave me a message, a couple of messages. My mum came through, and and that was <laughs> like as life-changing as any of these other things that I've mentioned. Right. Um, and that really opened the door to it. And and one of the things she said, she was like, Well, oh, you're a medium. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know. Um, but I started learning about it, joined a circle, and um, yeah, you know, and again, sort of, uh, again, there's such a traditional element with the spiritualists here that that I feel a little bit like a maverick sort of stepping in, and, and yourself as well, you know. I don't mean any disrespect to anyone, that I'm just showing up, and after three years talking about mediumship, like I, like I know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, I, I want to be sort of very, We're all very the same. Maverick. We're all the same. <laughs> But I want to be sort of very respectful of it, and and you know yeah. this this is a very new arena for me. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I I do have the, the utmost respect for it. But at the same time, in, in a way, that's what's so good about your book because you're you're approaching everything from this is new, and this is what I've learned. Yeah. It's it's a um, a good step by step where somebody's been in it twenty forty years. Right. They've forgotten those first steps. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've never thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah, thank you very oh, much. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's very clear yeah. and very easy, really, for right. uh, for somebody new that wants to play with this to do. But yeah. also for old souls to go back and, and mm. think, oh, I, I got to do that meditation. I, I forgot about the mountain. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. I forgot okay. about the mountain. Yeah, you know, let yeah. me go back to that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, good. thank you very much. That's, that's, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I feel like it's not necessarily my end goal. I, I don't, I'm not sort of striving to be a platform medium. I feel like it's part of whatever journey it is that I'm on now, um, and and I'm I'm amazed by it. You know, I, I over the last year with the first book, I kind of got caught up in all the, you know, publishers talking about book sales and all this stuff, and and it kind mm-hmm. of took away, like ironically, about what I'd wrote the book about. Um, so I've recently back, you. They put you back in the 3D? In the yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So I wrote all this stuff and then just not living it, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, but I recently, you did take a body, you are here, you know. Well, that's you it, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. We're, we're doing this, that's true. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I actually went to, um, well, the lady that I mentioned, Claire Board, I, I, I just started studying with her again, and we, we, um, we I, I went to, along to her circle the other day, and, and amazingly, yeah, I, I don't know, don't know how it works, but I was like, well, okay, I've got this, I've got that, and you know, she confirmed everything that, like, and you know, that I, that's not my stuff, you know what I mean? It's um, mm-hmm. well, of course, you know, you know what I mean, but um, yeah, I, I just find yeah. it amazing, I just find it amazing, I really do. Right. It's like I, and, I know and how to... the child's play that you talk about in your book too. Oh the, yeah, the ability yeah. to play is so important. Yeah, so important, yeah. and and um, to go in without a goal, yeah, you just play, yeah, yeah. You want to no, talk yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, just w- before we started recording, we we were talking about um, when I first came back to the UK, I kind of felt like a bit of a reset, and and I mm-hmm. all these sort of things that because I hadn't been here for so long, I felt like a way to connect with, to it. I, I mean, I started naturally sort of looking into stuff that I was into as a kid. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, this is a bit kind of, it, it was enjoyable, but I knew that it didn't really serve 
a practical sort of end goal, but um, but it sort of opened me up to the idea of learning to be an actor and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I felt, well, there's, there's really something in that. You know, we, we get so caught up in what we think everybody wants us to do or what we should be looking like or sounding like and this oh, yeah. and that. And, and really just, you know, if you look around, uh, especially like using animals as, a, as an example, you know, like very intelligent, an- I mean, intelligent animals play all the time. You know, your dog plays with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't, they're not embarrassed by it. You know, they, they just get on with it yeah. and they just have a great time. And, and we do too, when we get caught up in it, you know, but, but mm-hmm. we sort of forget it along the way. And, and I feel like it's really important to, yeah, to just, to just let go and, you know, just be, just be honest, you know, just stop putting right. on this, uh, this kind of mask. Yeah. Right. And you suggest too to people to go back to what they used to like. I mean, you we talked a little bit before we got on that you came mm. back and decided to be an actor and very quickly you were acting and it was paying your bills, which a lot yeah, of people well, work years, years, years for that luck, really, that kind of access. I'm not minimizing talent. <laughs> but there no, are a no, lot no, of yeah, talented I'm, people that don't you know, get seen that quickly. You know? That's true. That's true, actually. Yeah, I feel like I got very fortunate very quickly. I I, I just, again, sort of around Where that. Or you were uh, brought there. That was just your path. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, I was like hit my 40s and I thought, well, what would I really want to do? Like, actually, I was thinking, what would my eight-year-old self be like happy about me doing mm-hmm. right now? If I could just start over, because I've tried all these things that I don't really care about, you know, uh, different jobs right. and this and that. To, to make money and I thought like what would I love to do and I was always obsessed with movies or stories and um went to drama school part-time drama school and then very quickly started getting a few small parts in like Netflix shows and working on mm-hmm. uh, some of these big big superhero movies and stuff like that and I'm not you know no one's taking any notice of me and these things you know um I, I just I'm like they usually get me to like walk in and tell the king something and then I leave and that's it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need more men and then I'll leave <laughs> but I get paid <laughs> But still, yeah, but still, right. that's access. That's, yeah. you know, um, that's access. But yeah, you know, pay, yeah. paying the bills and and, and it works mm-hmm. for, for a while. But, and and um, I don't know, I just feel like I've taken a very different different turn now. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, I feel like it's it's served me in terms of, you know, I've had to do a few talks um, around the country, around the books and stuff like that. And without the acting, I don't think I could have just stood up in front of 60 people and been like, hey, and you know, talking right, for an hour, right, like, so, so it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of almost kind of connected to this. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs, if this is true, you know, mm. said, when you look back at life, you really just hope the dots connect. And for right. the most part, it is looking backwards that you say, oh my God, you know, it does make sense. We're it looking is. forward. There's no way you can see it. Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't plan it. You couldn't see it. You know, mm-hmm. which actually we probably um, ought to talk about manifestation because you talked about that manifestation in the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, you know, just before, at the end before of- we go on, though, I wanted Sorry. to point out that you do have a meditation in there about um, that play is the thing. And you do have meditations yeah. and exercises on that that people can go step by step and do this. Yeah, that I really enjoyed that meditation personally. I kind of like um was making it up as I as I wrote it and and I, by the end of it I was kind of choking up a little bit. I was like that was mm-hmm. you know, I was just kind of <laughs> kind of reconnecting with and I was sort of visualizing my my childhood home and 
walking down the street mm -hmm. and then and then in the meditation you go to a cinema and then all of your your past and your family are there and all that and i was like god all right <laughs> but um yeah i really enjoyed that one yeah but it, and, and mm -hmm. i feel like it really truly does help um to sort of reconnect with your right. you know what you wanted to do when you were a kid before everything got in the way and and of course it's not before you, you started know, to think yeah, yeah and and you know i'm not saying that we don't have commitments of course we do people have got kids you've got you know your mortgage to pay you've got mm -hmm. to do this you got to do that you can't just sort of like throw everything aside but you know it you can start taking small steps you know towards it yeah right and that creativity of childhood is so important to keep energy flowing Absolutely. so you know you don't have to do it for a living but someplace yeah, in your yeah. life you should be doing it <laughs> yeah Some yeah definitely, yeah definitely. and before we go to the um manifestation though i wanted to ask you about guides you talk about the guides and animal guides as well yeah um that was you know it's just some of my first experiences that that i had like um just 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 around me connecting with spirit guides and 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 all that stuff um one of my first experiences was an animal guide i just i just downloaded a a, a drumming soundtrack um i that i'm fortunate to live even though i'm in london i'm in a, in a very a nice spot which has a lot of countryside which most people don't normally connect with london it's kind of on the outskirts um so we've got like a very very big park with like wild deer and and all that kind of stuff nearby um so yeah i just went and sat there next to a, one of my favorite trees and um just let just let this drumming soundtrack sort of take me where wherever it was going to take me with no expectations i didn't i didn't know, know what to expect and yeah very easily and quickly just had this very profound you know um state of, of, of meeting a guide yeah i mean it was it was as real as anything else feels um you did know. you go out there with the intention and again do you talk about intention <laughs> well yeah yeah like, i i had I you gone out for I, that I with that intention i did yeah i just started looking into I, I started reading a book about um you know shamanic practices um but i didn't really know what to expect um they were talking about animal guides but i wasn't sure how it's going to what in what way this happens you know like how do they show up or what animal are we talking about no idea you know what is it going to be a rabbit yeah. or a, a panther or what you know um and very quickly i just got this and again it kind of took me through childhood and 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 i i saw all these instances that this guy was around that it was telling me that it was around I, and it was always in a moment when i would need you know courage or if i was injured or something like that i just saw these things that i hadn't thought of in years in this in uh, essentially a vision you know i mean i mean i, mm -hmm. I was awake but i did go into a, a very deep meditative meditative state um and i just sort of come out of that like wow you know and 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 i've read about it in the book and and you know it's not actually something that i've really practiced again i felt like i just got everything i needed out of that you know i think i've tried mm -hmm. it twice and both times it's been the same result um and i'm like okay but great that, How did good. you meet I, I got, your uh, your non-animal guides, or do you have non-animal guides? Well, that I feel that that's still an ongoing process. Um, I've, I've definitely met a couple um, at, at the moment writing this book. Now, I believe that that's what's coming through. Although, the, uh, you know, I haven't had any names or anything like that, but I'm definitely sort of in a, in a dialogue. Um, but yeah, you, you know, everyone in the grandma talks about having like a, a native american spirit guide and and um i was thinking <laughs> yeah. well, that sounds a little bit cliched and then lo and behold 
<laughs> one afternoon while meditating, I was presented with a with a, a, a Native American lady. Um, I don't know. Perhaps they present. I, I I mean, you probably know more about it than I do. You know, I, I don't know if they present themselves in a way that we're comfortable with or or that we would expect mm-hmm. or you know. Um, but it, yeah, it's, bring it's to the table what you want to see in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, as long as they can get through, they're happy. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, yeah. like, but it seems that they come through as a sort of traditional, sort of a wise, wise kind of teacher. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that, I, you know, I'm still getting to know them, I believe. Um, but I don't have, I don't, I yeah, I'm still, I don't know how many I've got, and you know, other people tell yeah. me they're all around me and and this and that. So. Again, I'm still. I feel like I'm right at the start of this journey, even though it seems mm-hmm. to be an accelerated journey. Yeah, yeah. And and throughout your book, you you go into all the things that you have learned, like the bridge between nature and spirit ceremony, mm-hmm. um, earth energy, where you said you went and you sat under a tree with yeah. the drumming, and it was yeah. the spirit of the tree as well. I'm sure you were. Going with uh, right. what did you call a dryad? I believe is the yeah, name of the spirit. Yeah, in yeah. the tree. Um, yeah. And again, this is this is also shamanic, but you mm. talk about pagans and Wicca and witches, and yeah, um, you keep your your book to the pretty light stuff. That the you yeah. know not the dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's it. I keep, I... stuff. Yeah, when I bring up witchcraft, I don't want to put, I don't want to freak anyone out. But I just, I just (laughs) kind of start yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, um, you know, I'd learned so much, and and I thought, well, what would I like to read about at this stage? You know, what would I like to learn about? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of touched on all those, well, not all of them, but but uh, you know, some of the, you know, like exactly what you said there. You know, sort of Celtic traditions, shamanism. Um, right. witchcraft, um, all these things, talking about the tarot cards and and stuff like that. I just sort of put a whole section in the middle just devoted to sort of the traditional kind of um, elements of, of spirituality, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, but with the meditations like uh, tarot, um, you talk about putting yourself in that picture, mm, which is mm, something mm. actually is kind of new, usually the reading the picture and, and not. Oh, okay. Putting okay. themselves in the picture. That is kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah, well um, that that's something I've tried myself and, and it worked really nicely. Um, you know, just just uh, just sort of again, I suppose it's like a visualization exercise, but with uh, with an aid, you know, because you've already got the picture there. Um I just mm-hmm. I just tried it out myself and it worked out really nicely, you know, like I climbed in there, had a look around, everything was static, you know, but it was actually like being part of the picture and then coming out again. I, and I feel at the end of the day you know, the essential benefit of that is just, you know, opening up, opening yourself up to creativity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the play. Yeah. yeah. And and in this too, you talk about the female mysticism or the feminism, yeah. that yeah. energy. Yeah, uh, definitely. You, you know, I, I just in sort of my thirst for learning all these things uh, as quickly as I could, I, I found a course through the University of Barcelona and they were talking about, um, uh, sorry, um, female mysticism in the middle ages so mm-hmm. that has kind of opened up this whole uh, this whole section on witchcraft which um I, I don't know so i sort of came up with this theory and again th- this is me stepping in pretending that i know what i'm talking about but i, I could see a very sort of clear um distinction like of, of where it seemed that sort of witchcraft as we as we came to understand it you know towards the salem witch trials and all that stuff um 
seem mm-hmm. to begin, you know, and I, again, having to look at my notes again, um, around the 1200s and and sort of uh, the, these women that were called Begins, this was like a whole new term for me, who were almost like mm-hmm. nuns, but they weren't, they weren't sort of constricted by the church. So they were talking yeah. about this sort of open spirituality, how we talk about it now, you know, like a like a creator that is just in us and and we are it and and is everything, and mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't like it, you know, because it it went against the the rhetoric of religion, and a, yeah. a, they essentially started burning them at the stake, and you know, and and that was what what I feel like the the sort of basis of well, you know, basis of witch hunting and and all that stuff, and and um, right. yeah, just, like a really fascinating, yeah. but 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 obviously a horrific subject, you know, like we talk about it now it was sort of sort of so detached from it but yeah it's crazy and one crazy thing that i found was that so this witch hunting um what mm-hmm. they called in the uk they call it the witchcraft act wasn't abolished until 1951 which is nuts that's terrifying i don't think anyone was yeah. still hunting witches in 1950 but you could. I don't know. Policy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, they're what? back hunting them now. They seem to be doing. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, um, and no, you know that is one thing that that's fascinated me. And you you probably don't know anything more about this than I do, but um, yeah, yeah. where spiritualism has come up and then and then gone away and then come up, mm. like the spiritualist church. Mm. became prominent in the 1880s, 1890s. Yeah, yeah. Well, 1930s, you know, it was very um, prominent throughout up until the 1930s mm. and the mm. Depression. And then we got knocked into material, I think, and yeah, it went yeah. away again, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and then it's coming back up in the 60s, basically. Mm. And we're still mm. in the golden era of that time. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I think that's kind of curious how it'll come up and then go down and come up. Comes and, and goes down. in waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's kind true. of weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why we have no answer for that. Mm, yeah, I don't have yeah. an answer. Any ideas? Yep, yeah, no idea. But it does seem it does seem that I, I suppose you know since we've had the internet, like uh, the this information is getting spread more quickly, and it does seem to resonate with Maybe. a lot of people. You know, um, yeah, because it feels like we can talk about these things without it being as dismissed as it would have been. Well, it, I suppose it depends where you are in the world as well. But at least here, right. if I if we'd have had this conversation in the, the 90s, most people would, would have been like, okay, they're nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe they still are now, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it was, well, I was in that circle too. But, you know, well, I yeah, feel like it's it. been going that's on it. since the 60s. Oh, yeah, for sure, up. for sure. And then yeah. it's been, yeah. And, you know, yeah. everybody says, well, we're going into the fifth, the mm. new vibration and all yeah. of that. But we'll see. But, yeah. but I, I feel... <laughs> I feel that those people that, you know, and, I, and I've got a lot of friends that, that I know aren't into this at all, you know, um, mm-hmm. like like we're talking here and we might as well just be like, you know, for, if they yeah, were listening. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. But, talking but about a movie that, we saw, yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel that they're, that they're not dismissing it as easily as they would have done. I feel like people are more mm-hmm. open to it. But then I suppose people yeah. are a lot more accepting of everyone's beliefs and stuff like that. That's, yeah. Right, right. And then you look at Notre Dame burning, Notre Dame burning, mm, and mm, mm. and uh, pandemic, and you know we might have been pushed into it a little. You know? Right, right. So, right. you know, um, before we get off, and we only have a minute or two, that um, astral projection and your friend Gerald who went hit, 
deliberately went to a funeral. I, oh, you know, yeah. you remember. Yeah. But there was a spirit there that kind of said to him, you shouldn't be here in this way. Yeah, I, f I find that really interesting, yeah. And, yeah, and actually, I found that I interesting too. I haven't spoke to him since the. I need. I need to speak to him and tell him that this book's coming out because his his story's in there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <Look> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like you know, I think he's always been a very spiritual person. We met when I wasn't really into this, um, and and he didn't sort of mention it. But since I've kind of opened up to it, he's he was like, yeah, yeah. I've I've been into this for years. And um, yeah. but yeah, he told me told me the story. And I suppose some might some might argue that it wasn't astral projection we might be talking about uh remote viewing something like that i don't know but but he the way he told it was that he believed he he went there like was there yeah as a as a and that is what astral projection is yeah 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 so yeah no he had this fascinating story well two of them and and one was that um he, he was sat in meditation and he believed that he saw his brother on a plane with his wife um mm -hmm. And he sort of took note of everything that they were wearing, what they were drinking, stuff like that. Came out of the meditation, tried to call his brother. He didn't know where he was. And he couldn't get through because his brother was on a plane. And and right. then later on, he sort of described the what they were wearing and the situation and stuff like that. So based on that, uh, when his grandfather passed away, he, he couldn't attend the funeral. Um, he lived in a different country. And so he thought, all right, well, let's try that and and just sat in meditation again and tried to take himself to the ceremony um and again accurately afterwards uh you know his mom confirmed what she was wearing what the the order of the ceremony and and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but yeah one kind of slightly spooky aspect to it was was what you mentioned that he said yeah. that after the after the service when they went out to um to to lower the the coffin into the into the ground that he saw something else there like uh that, that wasn't physical and and he he said he couldn't as far as i remember he said he couldn't describe it but it was there and it was watching him and it gave him the strong impression that he shouldn't have been there in in that mm -hmm. form that, that he was in um and he was like well no i'm i'm sticking around this is my grandpa's funeral you know and, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he left when he felt like leaving and, and he said yeah. he didn't feel he didn't feel threatened like he didn't feel mm -hmm. any danger but he felt like whatever that was didn't want him to be there and and again nothing more than that you know he didn't really have any mm -hmm. sort of resolution to that but um I, I just thought it was an interesting thing to throw in the book it yeah. is interesting yeah yeah very multi-dimensional the universe is out there yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah <laughs> but thanks and for reminding know, me about that... that i need to tell him about the, the, the books coming <laughs> yeah <next week. laughs> you do yeah because yeah. i'm reading By the way, it. Your, your story about it coming. on the radio yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. But with that, we do have to bring this to an end. You know, yeah, we've run sure. out of time here. And uh, I want everybody to know where they can get hold of you and get hold of your books. Absolutely. So, so yeah, the that. books, um, the book, the books are all the usual places. I mean, if they haven't physically got it in a store, of course, everybody orders stuff online now. So it's it's a it's on mm -hmm. Amazon and then Barnes and Noble and and Walmart and all that stuff. Um, so right. you can pretty much get it everywhere and and the other book too. Um, and then, yeah, my, my website is philwebster.com. That's Phil with two L's. Um, and then I'm just sort of slowly updating that. I'm on Instagram, Phil Webster again, and dabbling with TikTok. I feel a bit too old to do that. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and, um, Everybody's there. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah. God, I get so caught up in it. But anyway, 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing all that, and and I'm I'm not starting to think about. I would like to um, do an online circle. I, I need to start talking about mm-hmm. this because I would like to get a group of like-minded people together, and you know maybe once every two weeks, um, just get online. And you know, I'm not I'm not sitting there again, not calling myself a medium. Just I'm learning as much as anyone else. Um, and just talk about the things we talked about, go through some meditations and maybe open up as, you know, modern, modern mystics. So yeah, if anyone's interested in that, then, then feel free to get in touch with me. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. Me too. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.